All right, folks, thanks for joining us on the extra. We are unfortunately taking a break from the hometown hero because they they did so many of them over the last two weeks. That was the goal was to step it up before Christmas and uh, get as many hometown heroes on as we possibly could. And then we are uh, taking a break today, kind of recalibrating for the new year, right? Now we got 2024 right around the corner. And I figured today we would talk a little bit about, you know, the good and the bad that we've seen here in Colorado Springs. And if you guys have questions throughout the show or you have some input, feel free to call in. It's 473-1240. And uh, I figured we'd talk about the number one, the number one good. And uh, I believe that is uh, getting Space Force back here, right? Getting that decision reversed. Um, boy, it didn't seem like that was a, a very um, capable um, deal of getting that brought back here. You know, as much research as I was doing on it uh, when they gave it to Huntsville and the fact of getting that reverse seemed like a very, very low probability. But hats off to the legislators fighting hard to get Space Force back here. And you do look back on it and you have to say, Probably, not probably, it was a politically motivated decision, really, for Trump to take a stab at Colorado because he was ticked off. And, uh, you know, you, you look at it now and all the justification and the meetings that were held, it, it would have been devastating to the national security to have it moved to Huntsville. And the impact it will have here in Colorado Springs is going to be outstanding. It really is. We look at the numbers here of the, you know, the county about seven hundred thousand roughly, and the projected one point two million by twenty fifty. And when you talk with military personnel, how much they stress the fact that the next war will be fought in space. A uh, majority of it will be a space war, and so we see the contractors coming along and the cyber um, defense. Uh, jobs that are going to be pouring into Colorado Springs. And that is definitely the number one win for our city this past year is getting Space Force, the permanent station of Space Force, here, right in Colorado Springs. And so that would be a number one. I think number two is getting the, the toll road up and going from Colorado Springs to Denver. It's definitely helped alleviate the traffic. It was a long project. It was a long discussion to even get a shovel in the ground, right? That was something that had been talked about for 15, 20 years. And some would say, is it really a good, I mean, was it really a win? It's a good thing. We need an extra lane, but was it a win? And uh, I remember having Senator Lundin on, who's head of the Transportation Committee, and he was fighting for four lanes and saying, hey, let's give at least one lane to our taxpayers for free and then we can add in that toll lane uh, and that was ultimately shut down and you do have to scratch your head a little bit going we pay so much in taxes can we not get an additional lane uh, that we don't have to pay for right and so some would say hey it's a win but also why are we having to pay for the additional lane and uh, the construction on it you had all the machines there, all the work going on. Why not add that fourth lane? You know, dur- during that t- during that time. So 
If you have questions, once again, feel free to reach out. If you have thoughts on that toll road or on Space Force, if you think the growth here of Colorado Springs is heading in the right direction, I want to hear from you. 719-473-1240. We're going to go to some quick messages. We'll be right back here on the Extra KRDO News Radio. All right, folks, we are back into it. Andrew had to come in. He's reprimanding me because I got the yeah. name wrong. Yeah, it's Space Command. They came here. Space Force is uh, always going to be headquartered out at the Pentagon with the other branches. It's a common misnomer, but yeah, Space Command, that kind of multi I couldn't get through three minutes of the show. I mean, he came in here and he, he, said, uh, he said, if you're going to do the radio, do it right. The, you know, <laughs> the little things, the facts sometimes get in the way of a good story, I know. But yeah, yeah Space Command staying here is big. And I think, you know, the fact that they're at operational capacity and, you know, that's going to help with whatever future political decisions might come in 24 to keep it here and justify the cost to keep it versus moving it here, too. So, you know, the fact that not only was it here, but they've reached full operating capacity is huge because now that they're here established, it's that much more money than to pull it up on some political decision back east to try and keep it out of Colorado Springs. So it's, you know, the longer it goes, the deeper those roots are going to grow and uh, stay here in Colorado Springs. Yeah, and, I, and I've heard, too, that they're, I was talking to some military personnel that they're going to be uh, moving more and more over the years from Huntsville, um, more of the soldiers and also, you know, moving some of the infrastructure, too. So Yeah, so I think it's a good news. And again, you know, that infrastructure is huge because the, you know, government, I know they like to spend money, but uh, then again, you it's hard to justify the, you know, four commas to move it somewhere else just based off of who's senators or whatever supported whatever legislation out of the White House. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. And uh, the toll road, I, I was talking about that too with one of the top things. You know, it's nice that it has alleviated some of the traffic, yeah. but I remember I had Senator Lundin on and we were talking. He's been at the infrastructure committee up there, mm-hmm. Senator, at the state level. And he was making a big case of, we have all the equipment here. We're always playing catch-up as far as our infrastructure goes here in the El Paso County greater area. And they should have added four lanes and given us at least one lane for free. And and no one's complained about it yet because the toll lane's been for free. It's for free right now. But it's going to be costly. I mean, you talk about people who are commuting – that is a cost that's going to be, I think it's like, what, $7 round Seven, trip? Yeah, but then it's, you know, could be adjustable and it might be, you know, flexed up or down. So who knows how much it's really going to cost. Yeah, but I, I still think that, you know. Yeah, no, that's huge. It would have been nice to get a yeah. a lane for free. That's all right. We're, we're moving to rail now. Front range rail is now the new hot topic. Yeah, I don't. I, I It's funny because I talked with him about that and he said he's not on board with that at all. They're not. They don't want to see that happen because his whole thing is the autonomous cars. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, the fact is, is when you have somebody living out east, they're still going to have to drive 20 minutes in to the railway yeah, to get on the train and then go up north. And he said, by the time all that infrastructure gets put in place and we had a train, there's going to be autonomous self-driving cars. Yeah. That was his whole argument. Yeah, I mean, and it works great, you know, when those, you know, high population density areas where there's not that giant commute and it's easier to grab on a station and go, but out here where it's a little bit more open and stuff, it's just not going to be as feasible as just building that extra lane of highway now 
Yeah. I mean, but it's, you know, what's what they do. It's cyclical. I mean, they're redoing parts of I-25 now that Trex and everything else was supposed to have fixed, you know, what, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. So You can see the infrastructure for sure. I mean, uh, the, the lack of it. And that's one of the things on the second segment I'm going to touch on is, you know, is the, we've always had this battle here, is the growth really proper? Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. and, and that's the one good thing I think seeing Yemi win that election as an independent and not part of the political realm where he's so in bed with the developers that we've seen from a lot of mayoral candidates, right, mm-hmm. over the years. And so I look at it and go, is the not that we want to be anti-growth, but is the road infrastructure there? Is the supermarkets there? Is the commercial space there? Or is it... Like I hear from a lot of people, I had a relative visit and said, geez, it looks like just a sea of homes. You know, what, what's what's surrounding these areas, you know, that supports all the people living out here? Yeah. Or, you know, you've got these seas of homes and you've got all the areas, but now you're having to do more and more construction to kind of back end do the infrastructure, not having that planning full out to uh, realize where it's going to grow. Yeah. I think the big thing is the east to west and the... Yeah. The production of the the powers and pushing it through to I-25 and cutting yeah. it through Flying Horse. I cannot wait to see them start digging up there in Flying Horse because some people's heads are going to completely pop off. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You buy a home up there. Do you have you have you driven up there and seen where mm-hmm. it's going to cut through? Yeah. That's going to be a there's going to be a big deal. Yeah, there's some homes for sale right now mm-hmm. on where that highway is going. And I'm like, yeah, if, if a buyer's agent goes up there and sells that home and they don't have the conversation or know about it, that's people are going to be getting sued yeah. down the line for sure. Because that road noise, even if you're backed off of it 30, 40 feet, you know, that's going to be a 65 mile per hour zone there. Yeah. And you you can put up whatever wall or, you know, preventative measures you want. You're still going to hear it. It's still going to impact you. Yeah. Yeah. No, there's a lot in question up there right now. I think that's the thing, and they have their um, lawsuit going on with the HOA right now between Classic Homes. Yeah. They got the higher taxes up there, so the expansion of Flying Horse, although you know it's uh, it's a good development, not questioning that, but there's a lot of question marks if you're up there right now trying to purchase a home. Yeah, and what the future is going to look like for it out there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So um, one of the other things as I uh, looked at here is um, cost of living too. You know, there was a big article in the Gazette about the big deals in town on these two bedroom homes at uh, $1,700. And here's the really thing I look at it on too. 1700 bucks, it's a teaser rate. Mm-hmm. You know it is. They're going to get you in at 1700 and that's how these companies work. The next year, it's going right up to 2000 Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's a promo rate. Yeah. I, I was talking with the gentleman who's working on the Widener apartments, and he said they're slotted long-term. Their projected numbers on that is 2500 for a two-bedroom really? down there. That's what they're banking on. I, mean, and I don't understand how this can keep going on because the prices just keep going up and up, but it's not like anything else is keeping up. It's not like you know anyone can just wave a magic wand and make you know businesses that much more profitable to be able to pay people to keep up with that. Yeah, the wage increase just isn't there at all. Yeah. I mean it's it's really it's really not. I think the average salary still here or the average yearly income mm-hmm. is like $62,000. Yeah, like but and it's funny cuz you'll 
talk to people about that and they want to play the other side of the coin. They go, but the average job opening is $88,000. Okay. You know. That's why it's open. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I think it's it's too bad because we've heard there's 8,000 apartment units coming online and yeah. people say, well, there's finally there's affordability and we're building these. They're all luxury apartment units. They they pretty mm-hmm. much are. There's not a lot besides the one going up across from Spring Creek traditional right now over on the southeast part of town that is hitting more of an affordable price point. The ones up north and the ones downtown are are not. Yeah, and you know, and that goes to you know, kind of that some of those questions you know we're going to talk about infrastructure wise too is that you know this kind of mixed bag when it comes to the infill because there's some areas where they're trying to do that and revitalize like in the downtown things like that but yeah. there's other parts that uh, seems that it's getting skipped over that could have been great ways to uh, maybe revitalize and uh, put things in the city instead of just continuing the sprawl and adding to the infrastructure stuff we already talked to yeah well there was a bit you know the big talk is hey we're gonna have an, another downtown up north off of Northgate and that's where the focus is, is yeah. that's going to be the new downtown of Colorado well, Springs. the new, new downtown, because the Powers Corridor was that, too, for a while. Yeah. So. Yeah. And, and it's just, the growth isn't bad. It's good to see the growth. It's just growing properly. And you don't want to miss opportunities of uh, infill, either, is my opinion. Like the Rustakill Shopping Center, they've... They're still doing construction over there. They're still trying to get those leased out. But, mm-hmm. like, that's a great area. That used to be thriving 40, 50 years ago. I yeah. think a Sears was over there. Mm-hmm. And they used to have big-time stores and big-time shopping. And now it's going to be an industrial, which is fine because there's a lot of need for that in the commercial space. Um, but it still hasn't – I mean, yeah. they started three years ago, and they still haven't gotten – a major anchor to commit there yet. Yeah, well, I mean, even over uh, kind of adjacent to uh, Memorial Park where the old Montgomery Wards is, there's a yeah. lot of areas over mm-hmm. there that could really oh, yeah. utilize and be, you know, used more than instead of just uh, skipping over. Yeah, and I need to look into the, again, um, the Printers Union Parkway home. Yeah. There. Because the, the whole plan for that was to make it like a food court hall. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? because that's what we need more of. Yeah, more food courts. Yeah. Maybe there's another school that's going to uh, get consolidated out that they can do that with instead. Yeah, but no, I mean, the, you know, the, it'll be interesting to see what goes on with that. That's a, I think, a great, uh, great pocket there. Mm-hmm. It really is. Yeah, it's a fantastic area. Yeah, it just needs to be utilized right. Yeah. So, anyway, folks, you're listening to the Extra Cardio News Radio. We're talking a little bit about the developments over this past year and things to come. You're going to hear from ABC News, and then we'll be right back after these messages. Hey, folks, all right, we're back here talking news on the extra and talking about the changes in Colorado Springs. And one of the hot topics over the last month is these high rises downtown, yeah. 36 how, stories. Yeah, how high is too high? Should go with 100 stories, 36 too. We're thinking too small. You know, <laughs> I don't know about 100 stories, but I, 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 as you know, someone who grew up here like you, I mean, I remember back in the day when downtown wasn't a big deal and there was yeah. no business, there was no, you know, wanting to invest in downtown. So, I mean, you know, and especially over in that area around Sawatch or whatever, mm-hmm. what, what right is it right Cas- now? It's right off Cascade. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a parking lot mainly. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. at that point, if, if the market can sustain it, 
I think, why not? But then again, you know, with the rents and, you know, we already see issues as far as the cost of living now. Are we going to be able to sustain that much as far as apartments and high rises with uh, those prices yeah. right now? O'Neill's the developer on that and he has a partner out of uh, Kansas. And if you read through the numbers, it's kind of like jaw dropping. You're like the penthouse is up top 9000 a month for the, I think there's six penthouses, I want to yeah. say. 2,000 and some change square feet. I'm going 9,000 a month. That is unbelievable. And, you know, maybe it's just, it's not like they haven't done big time developments before. So they're Mm -hmm. not shooting in the dark. So it's, I've even told myself, I'm probably unaware of all the impacts of keeping space command here and how much that's going to do with the economy because they're not. Yeah. They're not just guessing. Yeah. And I you mean, know? you know, like those bigger developers like O'Neill, it's not like they're in, you know, the charity business. They're, mm-hmm. They've done the due diligence. Yeah. If they think so. The only thing I would question with that and, you know, from having some family members that work over in that neighborhood is that there's still so much as far as like the homeless population, especially mm-hmm. down along Sierra Madre, which would be right in the back door. Yeah. Of the that big high rise, and if you have those luxury apartments, if you have big high rises, and then you walk out, you know, under the bridge, and you have the typical kind of under the bridge scene, what you know, how is that going to really pair up? Yeah, and Widener, I mean, he's I think the fourth largest apartment um, owner in uh, North America. So I mean, he's mm-hmm. big time, right? You know, graduate from Wasson, and uh, he knows his stuff. But it is kind of crazy. Go down there and walk the street between the new Widener and the Mill neighborhood, mm-hmm. the Mill Street neighborhood, and uh, on Sawatch there. And it is uh, it's very interesting. I'll just say that. You have um, a couple lots just right in that have been – they came and tore down. Mm-hmm. And so it'll be interesting to see what people build there. They're zoned R2, so they can only build duplexes right now. Yeah. And how that neighborhood transforms. And as you go down further – you're obviously down to Salvation Army mm-hmm. and then down to SRM. Yep, which is expanding big time. Bought mm-hmm. the For You Motel. They're going to do like another Samaritan's inversion there. So it, it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because you have that pocket with a lot of new development. And then you have a pocket where you've seen increased homelessness. And then you have the Ivy Wild pocket yeah. where there's a big push there for another apartment complex going mm-hmm. in. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was about to say, you know, that part of that old mill neighborhood has that potential to kind of be, you know, what Ivy Wild has seen too, and have some mm-hmm. of that more historic, yeah. you know, kind of pour in as well. It's just, you know, everything around it. Yeah, it'll take a while. I mean, should go back and look at Coors Field, I guess, and see how long it took for that neighborhood to come along because mm-hmm. they put that in in like '93. Yeah, and how long it took to change. Right. And now it's kind of funny because you talk to people who live in Denver. They don't like going down to Coors Field, Blake Street area, unless they're going for a baseball game. And they've had time periods this last year where they had a police officer at every bar Mm -hmm. restaurant down there. Yeah. Because the crime was so bad and the shootings were so bad. So I'd say you look at expanding and and cities growing, and it's just the crime and all that that comes with it and the yeah. homelessness. Well, I mean, it's kind of, you know, unfortunately it's a reality, but it's a good reality because you're talking about a growing mm-hmm. city and more demand. It's not, yeah. you know, like, 
you know, when we were growing up here and everyone couldn't wait to get that piece of paper from their respective school and uh, head up north to Denver. A lot of people are wanting to come back to Colorado Springs or stay here or reinvest in it. Yeah. No, I think it's important in capturing the millennials and keeping some of the jobs here rather than seeing a lot of young professionals go up to Denver. So the growth is good. You just, um, the, the, uh, the office space, what's that Norwood's doing, is on mm-hmm. um, right across from Creative Consortium used to be there. Yeah. And uh, now they're putting in the 12-story office building, which I think is great. I mean, you know, I think that's fantastic. Yeah. That, that's good size, in my opinion, and it's in a good area, mm-hmm. you know. And they've done enough, obviously, development, Norwood has, that they, they're going to do a good job with it. The renderings look cool. Yeah. And then, you know, we've got the – the big uh, amphitheater coming up over off of Northgate as well. and Yeah, what do you think about that? You live up north. What do you think? I mean, luckily I live far enough east, but I mean, I, I think it's good in one sense. But I mean, I really appreciate, you know, the neighbors speaking out because I do think it was, you know, kind of thought in an area that doesn't have the greatest the parking. parking. Yeah. But uh, I mean, it's also right off of I-25. You've got that Voyager exit now. Yeah. That'll go all the way to Powers eventually. Mm-hmm. I think it could be good. I I mean, I just wonder, you know, they have a lot of, you know, big aspirations as far as, you know, the kind of acts and groups they can bring in. I just, you know, hope that it follows through because that's something, you know, Colorado Springs has always needed was those kind of A-line guests and not, you know, kind of the BC or, you know, dare I say, you know, state fair level tours coming through the town. Well, and th- I talked with a gentleman at Widener who books some of those gigs, and this is why I didn't know, Andrew, is mm-hmm. that I'm going, how come we're not, you getting, you know, you get some headliners, but why not more? And he said it's so difficult because they have a, when they go play in Denver, they have non-competes, a lot of these artists do. So if they're going to go play in Denver, they cannot play within a 60 or 70 mile radius, yeah. like the whole time they're here, because they don't want people coming down paying for they want them to drive up to denver yeah yeah and you know and especially with that whole market right now if we have somewhere that can fit as big as you can in denver and you know like a ball arena mm-hmm. things like that that would maybe even it out a little bit more because yeah i mean why would you you know if you're touring yeah go somewhere that could maybe fit a third of the capacity knowing that you have those embargoes and embargo mm-hmm. a bigger population area yeah they don't want them taken away from the ticket sales so i didn't know that i was kind of mm-hmm kind of naive to how tough it is to actually book some of those um, artists yeah. because of the non-compete that they have up there in Denver. So, all right, we're going to go to a quick commercial break. You're listening to the Extra. We'll be back after these messages. All right, folks, thanks for sticking with us. And uh, we're talking kind of the recent developments in Colorado Springs over the years and some of the infrastructure that we've seen. We talked about these big buildings, um, the possibility. What's the tallest one right now? It's the 12 story? Right? Uh, the, Wells Fargo? Well, yeah, I think it's Alpine now, but yeah, the yeah. old Wells Fargo. Yeah, we see, you know, I messed up again. It's the Alpine, I, not Wells Fargo. I mean, come on. <laughs> Second correction. Hopefully, I don't get strike three here soon. I mean, <laughs> I still call it Wells Fargo. I mean, yeah, those that's old habits everyone. run lot, you know, yeah. run deep. Yeah, it's like people in Chicago, they don't call it the Willis. Everyone still calls it the. The Sears Tower. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's... Yeah, I mean, I think that's still tallest. I mean, I yeah. also don't know, like, where it's going to go, because we were also talking, you know, beforehand about, you know, all this, you know, northern and eastward expansion, but I mean, how far is there? Because there's a lot of that infill still, too. Yeah, there's areas, definitely, that can use infill and talk about the Citadel Mall. It's too bad you see 
the shootings that continue to take place there. And that mall used to be, my mom grew up here, went to Wasson, and she said that mall was like killer. It was awesome. Yeah, it was popping. Had some great stores. And I, I should even say, when I grew up here, I still remember we'd go to the Citadel. Very nice place. Big time anchor yeah. stores. Yeah, I mean, know? I remember that growing up too. I mean, I wasn't a you know a South Side kid like you, so I mean, I, I mean, proximity wise, it was easier to go to the Chapel Hills, yeah. which also was had nice. a lot of big, nice staples. But even walking through that now, it's unrecognizable. Yeah, and I think they're trying to you know they put in those apartment complex mm-hmm. where they took out the, the Sears, Sears, and so it looks a little interesting because you have this you can't even see the mall really from when you're coming down. Yeah, Academy, but. You know, that's a thing that's nationwide, this struggle with the malls. And what some people have done is they've turned them into multifamily. But the people who own the Citadel is they're out of New York. They're a big conglomerate. They own 80 malls throughout the U.S. You know, if only there was somebody who had a big vision for that area that was uh, trying to, you know, be a part of the community (laughs) and uh, get onto the city council to do something about it. Yeah, there you go. Um, If only. Yeah. There's a... well, and this is the crazy part, Andrew. They're selling, like they had that unit for sale for a long time, the bottom unit. Someone's purchased mm-hmm. it now, but it comes with all these pads. Like it comes with three acres of that parking complex. Yeah. So there's all these pad sites that can still be developed over there. You have the charter school. Um, and I actually talked with the representative, the property manager out of New York who manages that property. And he basically told me that that is a buy and hold for them and they would sell it for 40 million. Mm-hmm. They bought it for 17 and they don't really care about what happened. Improving yeah. it. They're doing the bare minimum maintenance. They take month to month leases, mm-hmm. so they don't need to be long term and they're not trying to get any big anchor stores, but then at the same time those anchor stores, they only own like the kind of the the main section there. Yeah. They don't own the anchor stores attached. So even if they wanted to do something, a lot of it, you have to get so many people involved in it. It's condos. So that like the charter school separate from the downstairs because they condoized it. Yeah. So you don't even get the, the, if you buy it, you don't get the top and bottom. It's so, so it's tough. Yeah, it's bizarre. And I know, you know, there's some investment, you know, like the, what the church is looking at renovating the, uh, the old Macy's over yeah. the Citadel. So that might help kind of maybe reinvade a little bit, but it's yeah. still like, you know, like the Chapel Hills, you've got part of it, but then the rest is still kind of, uh, I don't want to say dying on the vine, but it's, it, it ain't what she used to be. Yeah. And it's, well, it's tough cause you have all the different, and that's what I learned at the Citadel. I was, I thought, well, th- these guys own the whole thing. When you look at it, there's like 15 yeah. conglomerates between all the different condo sections of it. Mm-hmm. And so then you have to get 15 people together and go, hey, let's all pitch in and make it nicer. And you know how that goes. It's like the houses that are on a, um, you know, the back alleys that are all have all the potholes and everything like that. You know, you're trying to get 15 people together, say, hey, let's all pitch in to fix our alley. It's not easy to do. Yeah. You're always going to have the one grumpy old guy. So yeah. No. Yeah. So. You know, it'd be nice to see it uh, yeah. revitalized a little bit. And, but, um, you know, we're coming up on the end of the show, though. We got to end on a positive note, though. Yeah, we did. kind of a little bit of a airing of grievances. I don't know if it's that negative. You it's think it's negative. I think it's here. just a little bit, you know, talking about some of the, the new developments. We're just kind of sounding like our uh, mutual friend Neil just sitting here just. Uh, <laughs> I know. I should ask him to come on. 
you think you think this is negative. We could have really had some negativity. I know. People would not have wanted to celebrate New Year's Eve. They would have just chalked it up as a loss. <laughs> but, oh, I mean, we got a bright future. We got a lot going on in 24. Yeah, it is great. You have the switchbacks downtown, mm-hmm. the concert venue um, that they've been doing. You got the – I mean, there, there's a lot of great things going on. Yeah. You know? And you got, you know, the new mayor's administration with a plan and, you know, yeah. kind of looking at it differently for 24. So yeah. we'll and, see and, what and rents are coming down. Yeah. The rents are coming down nationwide. They're mm-hmm. coming down here. Prices of homes are coming down. And rates so- Rates may come down. Yeah. If Mercury gets into retrograde, <laughs> if everything lines up. <laughs> but ultimately, more affordability, I think, is on the horizon yeah. for Calder Springs. And yeah. that that's what makes- mm-hmm. Uh, it's special. We're not Denver. And yeah, I we're think, still you know, have a good job market. We still are attractive. We have yeah. high-paying jobs. Yeah. There's a lot of good things on the horizon, and uh, I think there's some uh, New Year's Eve celebrations down downtown this year. Yeah. I think they got one going on at Springs Orleans. They got old Colorado cities doing an outdoor underneath the lights really? New Year's Eve deal. Yeah, which is their only second year doing it. I don't know. I haven't been out at for. Five. I haven't been up at midnight for New Year's Eve. Well, maybe now's your. Well, it starts at five, Andrew. You can go at five. It's <laughs> kid friendly. Maybe it's still a little too late. <laughs> I think they have some noon brunch at Springs Orleans. Why no. don't you try that? I know. It's I at mean, noon. We are going to take our kids to a Colorado Springs staple for the first time this What's afternoon. That? Fargo's. Oh, there you go. We're going to introduce them. Yeah. Ah, Get that Fargo's. Get them a big pitcher of soda. Uh, they do the pitchers of soda yeah. there for the kids. Yeah, and then drop them off at uh, Uncle Justin's for the night. Don't do that. Wouldn't be good. <laughs> but bring plenty of quarters for. Don't yeah. be. Don't cheap them out on the arcade. Okay, right. the arcade there is nice. Hey, bring a, still bring young, some rolls of quarters. They're still young enough. They can just sit in there with all the videos going, thinking they're playing. <laughs> I can oh, skimp out. That's on that. the spirit, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> The arcade, they have redone their whole arcade over there, though. So they got some sweet games. I, I, I played some last time they I was there. They improved the food a little bit. It still tastes good, though. Yeah. Well, have fun. Don't eat too much pizza. Yeah, you don't well, want to have a tummy ache going into 2024. No. Well, and happy you know New Year to you as well. And, you know, a lot of big things are coming up uh, over in the Herm Dog's direction. There yeah, there too. is. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. 2024, up, folks, Justin. here. Everything's coming up. It's going to be a bright year. Stick with us here throughout your 2024 KRDO News Radio. Do we have Tom Martino yeah, joining us next? Yeah, the best of the Martino show coming up. Right there, ahead. there you go, folks. Have a great New Year's and New Year's Eve.